The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you. Among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. When Felix Lasur was a medical student back in the late 19th century, all the rage in academia was the writings of this Prussian philosopher who had been exiled to England by the name of Karl Marx. And Felix Lasur took up Marxism, communism with vigor. He had never really felt much of a faith. He became an atheist. He became openly antagonistic toward those who believed in God, those who believed in capitalism, and became the editor, as, long as, as well as a medical doctor, but the editor of the largest communist newspaper in France. Fortunately for Felix, he married a saintly woman, Lisbeth. And Lisbeth was a loving wife. She prayed for her husband. She went to Mass. She did penance for her husband. She loved him and treated him as if there was no other man in her life. And he loved her too. And yet Lisbeth was stricken with cancer, and she died at a young age, in her early 30s. But on her deathbed, she said to her husband, Felix, when I die, I will have won your soul for Christ. Felix was both incredulous and enraged. And shortly after she died, he went to Lourdes to disprove the miracles that were happening there, because she had gone there and had not been healed. And so he went. And when he got there, he got to the grotto, and he looked up at the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and he believed. Everything that he had heard, 
Everything that had been told to him by his wife made sense when he saw the miracles and the power and the beauty of all that was going on at Lourdes. In today's Gospel, we have a similar situation. John is in prison. John is most likely knowing that he is going to die. And Jesus is at the beginning of his ministry. It's still unclear as to who he is. And so John sends his disciples. The church fathers say it's a rhetorical question. It's a, a literal handing on of the torch where John is pushing his disciples to Christ. Perhaps, however, we could understand if John was a bit disheartened, a bit saddened by his predicament and truly needing that boost in the arm, that shot in the arm that Jesus alone can offer us. But John sends his disciples, and Jesus says, Go and tell John what you hear and see. You see, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Word of God that we read in Scripture, is a living Word. It is not a dead Word on the page. It is not like any other Word that we hear. Yet if only we hear the Word of God, if we don't see it or if we don't put it into action, it is a dead word. We end up like Felix Lesur, who has heard everything we need to hear for salvation, but doesn't see it and therefore doesn't believe. And yet Jesus tells us today, hear and see. Hear my word, but also see the marvelous works that I will do for you, that I do in your lives, and that I have done and will continue to do. What then are we to look for? Because it's great when Jesus was walking the earth, we could just go and look at Jesus. But Jesus is probably not going to walk through that door. What are we to look for? Are we to look for miracles? I've never seen a miracle. I've never known anyone who's had a miracle happen to them. Are we to look for wonders, those really incredible liminal experiences? Well, yes, to those first two, but maybe those won't be as prominent in our lives. The church gives us this Sunday, we have the special candle, and usually if we had them, we'd have rose vestments, because the Sunday is Gaudete Sunday, rejoice. And so we are to look, not for signs and wonders necessarily, though those do happen, but to look for joy. To look for the joy in this world that allows a man or a woman who is being put to death for his faith to sing and to laugh and to love the men and women who are going to put them to death, as most and many of our martyrs in the history of the church have done. The joy that Christ gives us, the joy that Christ works in this world, is the joy of the person who is dying or sick from a long and difficult illness and yet has peace and comfort in their last moments. The joy that we can see in this world is that of a mother and father who are utterly exhausted from young children and yet every ounce of their being radiates with joy of the love that comes from those children. Joy is all around us and we can see it if only we look and we can live it if only we believe. But St. James tells us today we must also remember to be patient. That the joy we seek might be a while in coming. The joy that we will have requires us to be patient and to wait. 
And so we don't wait idly. We wait actively. And we listen to Christ who tells us, go and tell John what you hear and see. And so if we want to see and hear more joy, if we want to bring more joy into this world, let's use this Advent season. Let's use Christmas in two weeks to go and to tell our brothers and sisters, to go and tell our friends and family, to go and tell all that we have heard, all that we have seen, the miracles wrought in our lives by Christ Jesus.